0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Our next guest is the co-founder of the band who over the last two decades has become a holiday touring juggernaut, thrilling millions upon millions along the way. And over the years, he has become a great friend to the show. The band is Trans-Siberian Orchestra. His name, is Al Pitrelli. And on Monday, December 26th, the band returns to Kansas City as they bring their Ghosts of Christmas Eve tour to the T-Mobile Center. Please welcome TSO co-founder and longtime friend of the show, Al Petrelli.
1: to the show how are you brother
2: good morning my brother how are you
1: i am good man i'll tell you uh it's crazy that the tickets are going on sale today but but i realize it's already mid-september
2: i uh, know dude it, it, every year i talk to you which is going on probably i don't know close to 20 years yeah. now the first thing we say is i can't believe how quick the year went by and here we are again but it's good to hear your voice and i hope all is well at home
1: yeah no it's you know what it's 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 starting to feel normal again, isn't it? Like, the bands are out touring. You're getting to see friends again. You're you're seeing live shows. People are having, you know, last night the Chiefs won in Kansas City. It was a
2: huge Dude, what a game last night. Oh, my God, I loved it.
1: Yeah, right? I mean, Mahomes, you know me, I'm not even a big football guy, but it's his, this crazy ability to make it look like it's easy to do. like it's,
2: it's so much fun watching him, dude. And I told you a couple of years ago, I became a fan of the Chiefs You know, during the pandemic. It was the first football season I ever had to really watch in its entirety. And it was just, that young man just crushed it. It was so much fun last night. Yeah. Hey, how's your family? How's your how's your kids? Are, are oh, they, good. They, they all just like ran out the door to, to go catch the school bus. So I have a very quiet house for the next several hours. So I'm enjoying that.
1: Uh, <laughs> is your girl ready for you to get on, go down the road and go to rehearsals?
2: Uh, yeah, listen, I got, I don't know, about three more weeks and we're doing a lot of uh, kind of Zoom conferences and a lot of get together with some of the band members and going over songs and ideas and stuff like that. But yeah, we'll move out to Omaha, Nebraska in a couple weeks, like I said, and uh, just get to it. I can't wait to see what they got in store for us production production-wise. I've seen some sketches and some, you know, computer renderings, if you will. And it's going to be you know as over the top as possible. I mean, bigger than last year. I know I've said that to you for years now, but I don't think I've ever let you down.
1: No, no. Listen, this is a show. It, I never, I've never ever been let down. And I'll sell it as hard as I possibly can to a friend who goes, I don't know, I don't like Christmas stuff, or I don't know if that's going to be for me. And I'm like, trust me. Yeah, no, I dude, Yeah. <laughs> and if you, if it isn't the greatest show, I'll buy your tickets. I'll just pay for it, man. And and they always come back. Exactly. I had a great conversation the other day, Al, with a hard metalhead. I'm at a pinball bar my buddy Artie owns, and I'm meeting this kid, and I'm talking to him, Ian, and he's really like one of the super genre-specific metal guys. We're talking about all this different stuff. And TSO came up, and man, he started rattling off stuff even I didn't know. Oh, no kidding. everything. I'm talking about the depth of love and the knowledge of everything, both the touring groups, everybody who was in them, how the whole thing started, everything about Paul O'Neill. Like, I never saw it coming. And th- to watch his lies light up, I was like, this, I wish I had it on video so I could uh, show you.
2: awesome. Well, tell him I said thanks very much, and I hope to meet him one day.
1: Yeah, man. So so tell me about what's, what's happening in your world, man. How are you? Your year is good. You're healthy. Everything is good.
2: Yeah, everything's good, brother. You know, I'd have to invent something to complain about. So, like I said, you know, the girls are getting bigger. My boys are doing great. The wife's working. Uh, yeah, we've been talking about this tour probably since February. You know, last year we had a great tour. I mean, all things considered with the level of anxiety and stress with this COVID stuff, sure. being in a bubble and all that, wanting everybody in the audience and the band to stay healthy. You know, so, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, everything seems to have subsided a little bit this year. So, you know, the excitement level's up higher. Uh, we have some, you know, great surprises for everybody. Hey, listen, we've been coming through town for so long now. To have two more shows, again, to be invited back to your incredible community, uh, we just want to put on the best rock show ever.
1: Yeah, and and anybody new that you've added, or is these the same players?
2: Uh, Mostly the same players. You know me. I'm a creature of habit. I don't want to change the chemistry of that band because the band's pretty crushing. Uh, We have one new young lady singer who's going to be joining us this year who's absolutely incredible. I can't wait for you guys to hear her. But other than that, it's the same cast of characters, same usual suspects.
1: And it's, I mean, it is so family. Like, you guys, if you understand what we're talking about, TSO, if you've seen them, you already know. If you haven't, you've heard, but you don't know until you go. They're doing two shows in Kansas City on the same day. And this production, when you walk in, the first thing—and I don't care how many times I've seen it—I have seen shows all over this world, and mm-hmm. nobody, nobody brings a rig that looks like this. It's it's well past Kiss and Iron Maiden together.
2: Well, listen, I love you know talking to you because I don't have to do any of the talking. <laughs> you, you know, you <laughs> yes. do it all for me, and I appreciate it greatly. But like you just said, you've seen shows everywhere, you know, and there's no reason for you to say what you just said unless it was the truth. No, but this is Paul O'Neill. And the O'Neill family from the jump, once we started touring in '99, and I think I've mentioned to you before, in '99 we had one 24-foot well, box truck and a fog machine, and that was it. Yeah. and every year they decided we're going to put more and more everything back into the show and make it the biggest spectacle on God's earth. And I think they've accomplished that.
1: Yeah, and it is everything you love in a kiss show, everything you love in a Disney movie, everything you love in a message, everything you love in a rock concert, and it's done at a volume. That is so perfect, and and, I yeah. do, and I'm, again, as, as you, you really, these are these weird little nuances that it's hard to explain to somebody. We've all been to loud concerts, mm-hmm. but until you've been to a perfectly full concert that is loud, but you can literally talk to somebody else if you need to, mm-hmm. there's almost no way to explain that level of quality, volume, like when it's perfect like that.
2: Well, again, thank you so much for saying, it. but we do have the best crew on God's earth, and a lot of these guys have been with us Probably, you know, for 20 years, you know. Uh, it's one thing, like, the folks on stage who love it, we're up there doing our thing and having a great time, and like, man, I want to do this forever. It's another thing for the poor guys underneath and behind the stage who are up at 5.30 in the morning, you know, putting this rig together for a 3 o'clock downbeat, and then got to tear it down at midnight and drive 400 miles. And they just keep coming back they love it as much as i do and without them we'd be dead in the water so you know i <clears throat> excuse me i'll always tip my hat to the 85 or 90 men and women who are on our crew who i, I could never I, I don't know if you remember the story but it was about 10 12 years ago we pulled into Kansas City and the stage manager came up to me and he's like "morning boss" i'm like "yeah hey, good morning" and he's like "we got a little bit of a glitch sound check might be late" i'm like "oh what's the matter? he goes "oh we, you know we lost a truck last night you know there was an accident or something I like do that" do remember Right. And I said, oh, is it bad? He goes, well, kind of. I said, well, which truck it is? He goes, the one with the stage.
1: Mm-hmm. And I went, huh? Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he goes, "We'll figure it out." And I don't know where, if they ran the Home Depot and got like milk crates and plywood. <laughs> I don't know what they did, but they had the whole rig. I mean, it was maybe an hour late, but they put the whole thing I together. And, and you've seen the size of our stage, yeah. you, know, you know. It's not small. So again, you know, we always get the praise and, and adoration of the uh, folks in the audience during the show, and fists are in the air, and the band killed it. And what, yes, one hundred percent. Paul's story, the orchestra, everything about it is always spot on. But it's the behind-the-scenes stuff that I always want to bring to people's attention, that you really have no idea of what's going on underneath and behind that stage. And, and again, without our crew, man, no bueno.
1: Yeah, and when, when 2020 hit, you know, when it was really, we're in the thick of everything, you know, every, everybody shut down, and, mm-hmm. and and that has to reset all of us. You know, I think we, it reset us Oh on, my God, and, yes. In good ways as well. Like, you really started to value connection with human beings. You started to value being able to go do your job. And even if we've done this job, like, I I valued coming into the studio so much because I saw everything else in the world was taken away from me.
2: This was yeah, the only exactly. thing I had. You know, and it's not that you take everything for granted, but I guess to a certain extent, yeah. you, know, you know, we're just used to it. It's like, well, this is never going to change. And I remember, like, it was... 10 seconds ago, you know, watching the news and saying, you know, this thing has happened everybody's going home, locking their doors. they you know, I saw wiping everything, you know, including their kids. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it was like, like, you know, that Charlton Heston movie, the Omega Man from like the 60s yes, when I was a kid. Yes. It was like, what is going on? And it was terrifying to say the least. And then you go, oh, wait a minute. What about work? Right. And what about getting together? What about seeing your folks? Are you, what, everything was stripped away. So when I got this back in my hands, you know, I've held to this so much. Uh, tighter and, and I love it even that much more because not everything is guaranteed any longer
1: yeah no that, that's it we, we just we have that uh, what do they call it normalcy bias it's you know yeah. we, and we're just used to it. it's all it you know it's going to happen December will come we will see TSO TSO will go out they'll make people happy and then we'll say goodbye for another year and we'll see them again and, and we just expect it to be like that but you know the 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 old saying tomorrow's promised a new one that's that is as, as real as rain.
2: Yeah, no kidding, brother. And I'm not good with question marks on the horizon, you know. Yeah. I'm kind of a control freak, to say the least. Right. And, but listen, like you had said, you know, 2020 is behind us. A lot of wonderful lessons learned, a lot of tragedy and heartbreak for a lot of families. So my and uh, thoughts and prayers will right. always go out to them. Uh, last year, we kind of came back out, you know, with a little bit of trepidation, to say the least. Okay, what's going to go on? and What if somebody gets sick? You know, all, all the right. normal, you know, anxieties. This year, it's a lot less, so I'm you know, much more focused on just tearing it up and having a great time and seeing you guys and yes. the downstage center fist in the air and just saying one more time to Kansas City, thank you for all these years of support and love. and, you know, look, Here's Paul O'Neill's Ghost of Christmas Eve. Let's all shake the world off our shoulders for a couple hours and have a great time. And yeah. listen, not to mention this year, when did everything get so expensive? Yeah. Oh, I know. I know, man. It's, it's dude, crazy. Dude, Nicole and I took the girls out to a movie a couple of weeks ago. And you know, between the tickets, the popcorn, the skittles, the raisinets, and some pretzels and a cheeseburger afterwards, it was like two hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Not cool. No,
1: no, no. And you guys have always, and, and people, if you don't know this, at every single TSO show, every seat sold, one dollar of that ticket goes to a local charity, and it goes. That's in every city for every show. We're talking about how many, how many millions of dollars have you guys uh, donated to local charities? Eighteen million dollars.
2: That's the number that I've heard, and, you know, I kind of, you know, go, oh, my God, it's a lot of money. But, again, you know, a dollar a seat for 20-something years, you know, that's Paul O'Neill and the O'Neill family. You know how generous these people are. Sure. I mean, their love of humanity and they want to change the world, you know, is paramount to them. So, over the years, you know, people say, ah, oh, a dollar's not going to make a difference. Well, maybe, maybe not, but when you add that up and stay diligent and focused and disciplined, you know, on your endeavor... That's a lot of money man and they've helped a lot of people so I'm just proud to be part of their organization
1: yeah yeah of course well you guys do good work you put good energy out just you bring a good message about letting things go and being family and and we we're laughing earlier about me getting caught getting all soppy and wet-eyed during the show because I got caught up in the narration I got caught up yeah. in the message and it just and because it's done so well. And, you know, you combine it with that music building and then that beautiful narration. Like, it'll, it, you'd have to be dead inside to not get caught up in it.
2: <laughs> and even if you are, it'll still get to you, you know. Because yeah, yeah. the one thing about, you know, this story is that, <clears throat> excuse me, what I noticed, everybody relates to the story. And I think you and I have talked about this over the years before, is that if you insert your situation and circumstance into Paul's yeah. words, it really is about you. Because, again, everybody misses somebody, especially around the holidays. Right. You know, and when you walk out of that arena, you're still going to miss that person. But maybe you won't feel alone in your thoughts or, you know, in your heart because everybody else there has the same thing. doesn't make it any easier, but maybe just, you know, a little more company to know that, OK, we're all in this together. And, you know, that's a little bit of a help and walk out and, you know, say your prayers and say your thanks. And again, thank God for today, because you know, as we all know, tomorrow's kind of. You know,
1: yeah, that's cool true. Hey, listen. And, you know, when you look around and I'm a people watcher, like, I love that. And one of the things and we, we have spoken about this before as well, but. It's so much fun. You know, when you go to a metal show, it's metalheads. When you go to a pop show, it's pop people. We, You know it's a certain kind of people. It's just cultural. When you hit a TSO show, you, you're, my, you're next to grandparents. I'm next to a dude with a scorpion shirt. Uh-huh. Like, you the guy with the one wolf on his sweater just singing his heart out. Little kids dancing in the aisle. Like, it's 8 to 80, literally across the board.
2: No truth. Well, listen, I, I don't know if I ever told you, but a bunch of years ago, I was out, you know, playing, and I have the opportunity to look out into the audience, and I swear, I looked out like stage left, down stage left, and there was an Amish section. I'm like, <laughs> That's all right, so cool.
1: good. <laughs> it's so good, man. Because in the end, the message is so, it's perfect. It's exactly what we needed in a time when everybody wanted to talk about stupid politics or what you believe, what I believe. In the end, humanity was always the message, right? Like, that's the only thing we really need to worry
2: about. Exactly. And thank you so much for putting it so eloquently like that. Listen, you know, you just hit it on the head. The first show we did in 99, you know, the Tower Theater in Philadelphia. And I'll tell this story for the rest of my life. You know, the curtain came up. And I looked in the audience, and right in front of me was, you know, that, those grandparents that you were just talking about with their uh, crocheted reindeer sweaters on, you know? Yeah. And right next to them, sitting there, you know, fist in the air, was a dude in a Slayer hoodie. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah, like, man. This, this might not go so well, or it's going to go really good. And obviously, it went really well, because I, it, it just, nothing makes my heart happier than seeing like a three- or four-year-old little girl sitting on her granddaddy's lap. Yeah. And both of them are just smiling and fists in the air and singing along and just having the greatest time. And that's something that you don't, re- you very rarely get to see it at a live rock and roll concert. And, you know, the audience notices it, we notice it, and it just that energy just keeps growing and growing for two and a half hours.
1: Ah, uh, it was beautiful. Listen, I know they got you running out. Um, dude, someday I really may roll up to Omaha. I'll let you know plenty in advance if I ever find out what time and a way to do it. But I'd love to come up and see the rehearsals at some point, man.
2: Oh, brother, I can't wait. You, you know where to find me. I'll be the one with the Mahomes hoodie on on stage. <laughs>
1: hey. All right, man. Take care of yourself. I love you, brother, and I'll see you I soon. I love
2: you, my brother. I miss you. I can't wait to see you. Stay safe and love to the family.